Catch Up with Cat. Hello and welcome to Catch Up with Cat with me, Cat Harvey. I hope you had a great weekend and you're raring to go this Monday morning, but don't worry if you might need a helping hand. I've got the perfect person to help us out. I'm joined by Dr John McLean, Chief Executive of the Hamden Sports Clinic and the SFA's official doctor. Now, John, as our friendly resident sports and fitness guru, which is a title I've just invented for you, um, our catch-up today, we're going to be talking about starting exercise from scratch. Help us out. A lot of people dabbling for the first time, maybe, um, trying to get a little bit fit, but it can be very daunting indeed, can't it? If you're apprehensive about becoming a bit more active, then you're in good company. And you remember, it's the word active that we're talking about. I like to keep exercise and sport in a a slightly different box, because what we're looking at doing is trying to just increase the amount of activity we're doing. There's so many things we've got, smartphones, Fitbits, everything that we can record our steps and flash back to us and tell us how well we're doing. But to be honest, these things I find are, are really good and really motivational. Listen, we'll skip over all the health benefits because we know that being active is good for us. We've heard about guidelines about how much we should be doing. We've heard about the type of activity we should be doing. But let's try and focus on just some kind of practical things about how we get started, what types of things we should be doing, and ways of maybe making it a wee bit easier. So the first thing is, whatever we do exercise-wise, it has to be enjoyable. It has to be done in a type of activity, a type of day, in the way that we want, because what we're trying to do is to motivate ourselves and hopefully maybe even to motivate some of our family to be active as well. Now, in days before lockdown, we could have done this with our friends and family. We could have gone out for a walk with our brother, our sister, with our kids. It's a bit harder now in lockdown. So some of it's going to be activity we're doing on our own. But as you know, over the last three or four weeks, there's been so many stuff on video channels, on iTube, on Good Morning Britain and all of this stuff. You know, Joe Wicks is somebody that's followed by my wife every single morning. All of these things. Now, John, does your wife watch Joe Wicks and do his workouts or does she sit on the couch and watch Joe Wicks because he's a a fit young man, shall we say? (laughs) Well, the truth, Kat, is I don't go allowed in the living room where the telly is. <laughs> she's, she's got her feet up with a cup of tea and a biscuit. She's <laughs> through the glass. She's definitely doing something. What she's doing, I'm just not doing in the morning. But hey, and, you know, we started about six months ago going to yoga together on a, on a Wednesday evening. And like many people, our, our yoga teachers now on Zoom, we've now started doing it twice a week, Monday, Wednesday, because we can. Funnily enough, we're in the front room in the house where people, all these people that are exercising can see us walking uh, as they walk past our front garden. But hey, that's the fun uh, for them. I'm sure it makes them to keep coming round in a circle and seeing what the two dafties in Glasgow are, are doing in, the, in their room. But you maybe put on some music when you do it. It's about doing it to the, to the telly. The weather's been so good over the last couple of weeks and hopefully it'll last. It's really great if we can join everybody else and get out there, social distancing including... But just get out and, and start to start to be active. A lot of people have aches and pains and maybe sore joints from, I don't know, maybe previous injuries or things that they did when they were playing sport at school and stuff. Um, I know personally I've got a bad knee, so I hate running. Am I just making an excuse? You're making an excuse for not being active, but you're absolutely quite right in saying that, that running's not for me. So let's try and find something else. You know, one of the worst expressions I've ever heard is no pain, no gain. It's a lot of rubbish. If we do something when we're active and it's painful, 
we should stop because it's doing us harm. And secondly, there's lots of other types of activity that we can do that will be much more enjoyable. One of the things I try and get people to, to try and do with activity is just to build it into their normal life, not to see, oh God, it's my half hour now where I'm going to be active. A wee bit like us with the yoga on a, on a Monday or a Wednesday, it's just that hour is set aside in that day. It's just part of what we do in that day so that we're not saying, as, as it's so easy to do, I'll start doing it tomorrow. And that's why it's quite good if you can do it. I know we have to do it virtually with friends or family. Before lockdown, I would say, you know, meet your sister, meet your friend, try and go swimming on a Tuesday night, try and go for a walk on a Sunday morning. It's harder to do that, but we can still do it virtually. So if you're doing Joe Wicks in the morning, get your sister, brother, friend, family to do it with you. You motivate each other. And so therefore you, you do it. You don't just turn around and say, oh, I'll start yeah. do it tomorrow. Thanks, John. We'll chat some more in a few minutes. But first, here's Doja Cat with Say So. Doja Cat with Say So. I'm joined by Dr. John McLean from the Hamden Sports Clinic. Now, I was out on my bike, John, um, twice in the last fortnight I've been out. Um, and I, I have to be honest, it's the first time in about five years I've been on my bike. Um, so I was a wee bit nervous for the first pretty much 10 seconds and then I was fine again. I was back to being a kid and um, making the whee noise when I go down hills and things like that. But see when I came off it at the end and I was only on it for an hour so I didn't go up hills or anywhere far. I did have the wobbly leg syndrome. So it wasn't as if I was hurting myself. You know how you said no pain, no gain's not right. But I definitely felt wobbly legs. Is this something that'll get stronger the more I do it? Absolutely, and if I was being an unkind cat and giving you a wee bit of a row, being out for an hour first time after you know, off it is, it's a wee bit too much. I would have said maybe a 10-15 minute would be good. Oh, really? We've got the time to build up slowly. That's the whole basis of things like Couch to 5K. We're out doing almost nothing. You come back your first session and you think, well, that was a waste of time. I didn't even feel I did anything. And for people who are maybe trying to get back into cycling, you know, be safe, first of all, or other... Is there an area where you can go that's near the house where you can actually get on the bike? You know, I'm lucky I live in quite a quiet road, so I can cycle up and down the road. But, you know, 100 yards away, there's a main road. I get off my bike and I push the bike at the at the cross crossing. I was going to say the cross man there. That shows my age. <laughs> I push the bike crossing. Then I get on at the other side. And, you know, within reason, I know people are walking in parks and we don't want everybody full of millions of cyclists. But within reason get into somewhere we're safe when you start to do that. So 20 minutes, first of all, don't do it necessarily the next day. Give yourself a wee day break. Then the couch to 5K, good example. Every second day we start to build up our exercise. It needs to be fun. It needs to be achievable. And the other thing is, you know, nowadays with gyms closed and people not being able to spend money and go in places, we can do loads of stuff that is inexpensive. It can be local because it has to be with, with social distancing and and non-essential travel. We can do stuff that doesn't need any any equipment, but set some simple targets, make it fun, try and be active with others, even if it's in our own house, we can be out with others. But if it's friends and family, try and do it in a, in a, in a more imaginative way than, than maybe we would have done before when it's much easier just to join up for a walk or so. Some brilliant advice once again, John. And just to let you know, we actually have signed up a couple of victims um, for the NHS's Couch to 5K. Sorry, willing volunteers. Did I say that wrong? 
I didn't mean to call them victims. Our willing volunteers will be doing the NHS's Couch to 5K. So maybe you can come on and have a wee chat to them at one point as well. John, give them some top tips. I would love to. I'm on week three, Maureen and I are in week three now. So whenever we come back, I can give you a wee update. And the, the nice thing is I've got the lovely Michael Jordan as my Couch to 5K motivator. So if Michael says I'm doing well halfway through... You're not going to argue with him, are you? (laughs) Okay, so Dr John McLean from Hampton Sports Clinic, always a pleasure to catch up. Hopefully you will come back and share some more of your infinite wisdom very, very soon, or at least you can keep shaming me away from the couch and my big tub of Freddos that uh, I go to on a nightly basis. John, you are an inspiration, and we'll catch up with you very, very soon. Thanks, Kat. Keep well and keep safe. Catch up with Kat. We're in this together. So who would we like to thank today? Let's find out with your Monday morning delivery of Local Heroes. Hi, I am Jen Swan from South West Scotland. Thank you to the primary teacher, Neil from Grantown Primary in Edinburgh, who was on recently. I'm a teacher and just want to back up the message to all parents. Do what you can do. We are not expecting you to teach, but use activities to make sure you and your children are well. Thank you to all parents out there. You're doing your best and I look forward to the day when I can see my class again. Hello, my name's Colette and I'm a staff nurse in the Children's Hospital in Glasgow. What am I thankful for? My wonderful family, including my mum and my daughter. My fantastic team, friends and colleagues that I work with in the theatre department. The amazing bus drivers that get me backwards and forwards to work. And the wonderful supermarket staff who make sure all the shelves are filled and always serve me with a smile. Catch up with Cat in association with the Scottish Government. That's it for now. Don't forget the website clearyourhead.scot has plenty of great advice if you're struggling with anything at all from stress to sleep. I'm back at 3.40 this afternoon with a catch-up you do not want to miss. Scotland and Kilmarnock star Stephen O'Donnell is joining me for a chat and sharing his world-famous recipe, well, as amongst his friends and family anyway, for Empire Biscuits. Absolutely brilliant. Until then, stay home, stay safe, and here's Bob Sinclair with Love Generation. Hello and welcome to Catch Up With Cat with me, Cat Harvey. Brought to you from my bedroom cupboard and the joys of working Wi-Fi. This is a show all about you and helping us all get through these challenging times together. Okay, joining me today is Kilmarnock and Scotland star, the one and only Mr Stephen O'Donnell. Hello, Stephen. Hi, Cat. How are you? I'm not bad. How are you coping? Uh, I'm all right. I'm 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 stuck in with the with with the message, which is never a good thing. But um, I've got my my little boy and my my bacon to keep me occupied. And are you missing training? Because you must be. You know, you've obviously been a professional footballer for years now, and you'll be used to seeing guys every single day. Your pals at the the ground. Are you missing all of that? Yeah, you you miss like the the kind of it sounds a bit strange. You miss the physical activity. You miss kind of getting stuck in and training and. And nothing can quite compare to the games on a Saturday. I think that's why everybody loves football and or well, why everyone that's involved loves it, because you can go out and compete in, in trying to win, which is is probably the biggest um the biggest miss is the competitive side of it. But again, you just need to the the five K challenge was quite a good laugh that you're donating and you're getting to compete. We we kind of snippets to that 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 isn't as good as getting on a football pitch, but it's um, a good laugh between your pals when they're trying to catch your time or or, or vice versa. 
But tell us about your baking then, because that's what I was getting at. This is something that you use when you need a wee bit of relaxation time. How did you get involved with that in the first place? Oh, it was just years ago. I, I, I was, can I, my, my mom and my dad would be working, so like a lot of families, my grand kind of helped raise us the most and then during kind of school hours, so she'd come up and she'd be baking, she'd make his apple pies, empire biscuits, caramel shortcake, all your kind of traditional baked goods. Um, I'm actually surprised that I've managed to keep my figure, you know, you know. That's like my dream dinner, that. (laughs) (laughs) My two brothers haven't been quite so successful with keeping lean. That's shocking. You can't say that in the radio. (laughs) They went, they went, you know, one blames his job because he's he's forever drinking wine. That's it. He blames that in his, uh, his priestly duties. The other one doesn't get the balance quite right. <laughs> oh, dear. But, but you enjoy the bacon, don't you? You really enjoy it. Oh, I do. It's, it's something that does take, it kind of, especially as I said before, before the man, it kind of can just clear your head. You, everybody like. I don't care who you are, but everybody likes a wee bit of home bacon. So if it tastes good, you can cheer everybody up and the best bits when you get to taste a couple yourself and and um, and just and just, and just relax it's, it's one of the ways I would say I probably like to, to relax when I get the opportunity and, and certainly just now I think there's plenty of time to do it so try and take advantage of it and what do your teammates make of it do they slag you off for being uh, uh, Mary Berry or are, are they loving it because you come in with Tupperware tubs worth of goodies all the time <laughs> well, they, they do slaughter me they'll slaughter me for uh, if there's anything in the paper or, or on the radio <laughs> like this today but the the best of it is, is normally when I bring them in a couple of them go oh yeah I like that a couple of them are critical I think I remember Chris Buck saying one was a bit dry so I was, uh, I smashed him the next day in training, don't worry about that. But, uh, <laughs> now then, what is your speciality? Out of all the things that you bake, what is your speciality? Well, the, the Empire Biscuits are the staple part of my, my repertoire. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're forever present. <laughs> the, um, the, they're probably more present in my performances, I think. But, uh, <laughs> so, the Empire Biscuits are, are, are probably what I make the best. Um, I've started a banana loaf or start making a banana loaf a couple of times and it's been down a treat um, but I would say I can't get away from the Empire the Empire's on the best at that Right, now I know that you're um, you're going to do your best to make us some Empire Biscuits live in the radio because this is something I've always wanted to do baking, baking on the radio <laughs> It's all about the theatre theatre of the mind Stephen so you're going to have to be very descriptive <laughs> I've heard of a face for the radio, but I've never heard of bacon for the radio. I've I've got the face for the radio. You're doing the bacon and the radio. Together we'll make a good team. (laughs) (laughs) So what what do we need for our empires then? I know you've got some ingredients lined up in front of you. Well, I've got my... So I've I've pre-made my kind of bait, the the base, the the main part of the empire. And that's just eight ounces of plain flour, eight ounces of margarine, nice and healthy. Then four ounces of corn flour and then four ounces of icing sugar. So you fire them all in, in the bowl, and you get your hands in about it until the, the dough or the, I don't know, the paste, I don't know the technical terms here, would clean your bowl. So it's kind of basically cleans as it goes, so it's good. You've got a big ball of it then, and there's no sticky stuff around the sides. Exactly. And I then fire down some flour, roll it out mm-hmm. to the, the guesstimate of what I think I normally do, cut them into the wee circles <laughs> with my cutter, that's, that's the hardest bit. It varies. I'm not really good at rolling. So one side will be high, another side will be really low. But like you just go along with it. So some of them will be burnt, but you'll deal with it. <laughs> Put them in the I like the burnt bits. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then you just fire them in the oven for, for 10 to 15 minutes. 
about 180 and then, then Bob's your uncle take them out let them cool and then jam and decorate to taste right so you've got them cut up they're on the tree and you're going to fire them in the oven right now is that correct uh, that is indeed I'm going to go in two seconds I'll go and get them in the oven okay while those biscuits are cooking to perfection in the oven here's Dua Lipa with Don't Start Now Dua Lipa with Don't Start Now. I'm joined by Scotland and Kelly star Stephen O'Donnell. And while we wait for his biscuits to cook, we'll keep on chatting a wee bit. So Stephen, um, it's very important that guys in particular, you know, they're, they're quite shy about talking about their mental health and stuff like that. Um, I'm guessing you use baking as a way to really help you in this respect? Yeah, no, I, I think um, obviously being involved in sport, there's all, all different kind of pressures involved and and sometimes it's, it's, it's harder than others. So well, I'm a wee bit unique that I've got a bit of experience with, with kind of tough times. So going through this, it, it's maybe not as bad. But um, sometimes I find it very helpful. I speak to a psychologist um, probably once every couple of weeks, um, just throughout the season, just to kind of keep on top of things. And I've found that I actually got in touch with them through the PFA, which was was a great help. It's, um, it's good for me. I, I like to kind of just talk to somebody that's away from the... The, the, away from the world I suppose of my world I don't know him socially so he doesn't know any of my, my baggage as such just now we're doing a Zoom call every couple of weeks um, which again is good just to chat obviously his, his work's changed a wee bit due to this I think as everyone's has so it's good just to kind of get a wee catch up fill him in and things and it just keeps me it helps along with with my family and my friends kind of just keep me calm through everything and this time especially it's good to to stay as positive and, and relaxed as possible, which is certainly something with all my my little things, I'm I'm keeping kind of the norm and I'm, I'm able to, to stay nice and chill. That sounds brilliant. And would you encourage people, because there'll be a lot of folk that maybe haven't ever picked up the phone to speak to somebody, there's an awful lot of help available. Um, maybe making that first phone call is the most difficult thing. Would you encourage folk to, you know, have the strength to just go for it and tell folk that they're oh. struggling a little bit? Without a doubt, I think it's sometimes not easy. I think it's even even in say relationships, if you're having a fight, it's it's good to talk to to anyone. If you've got if you're fortunate to have close friends or family, to talk it's it's, it's one of the easiest things. It's something you do every day is you have conversations and you talk about so much useless things. Whenever maybe it's, it's better or more productive if you actually just have a wee five ten minutes and chat about really what's on your mind and how you're feeling about things. That's the oh, is that your alarm? That's my oven going, yeah. Right, away, away and get them, Stephen, away and get them. I've spent so much time talking, it's all burnt. <laughs> I hope he's got oven gloves on. That's him sat up, sat on top of the cooker, just waiting for them to cool down. Right, okay, so for all the lovely listeners at home, Stephen, what are they looking like right now? Maybe a good few burnt ones that are obviously a wee bit thinner than the, than the majority, <laughs> but I think they're... They can go at the bottom, so the majority are looking... You're too honest, Stephen. You can just make it up. (laughs) Tell us they're all perfect. (laughs) They're all edible. I think that's the main thing, Kat. Uh, And (laughs) I wouldn't forward to tasting them and showing you a picture when they're nice and Fantastic. And the smell, is it that beautiful home bacon smell filling your house right now? 100%. My missus is about to come down and tell me to open a couple of windows. That's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so once they cool down let's get to the end of this masterpiece once they cool down what is the decoration process so I, I prefer I don't know 
where you sit in the, the topic, but I prefer strawberry jam than raspberry jam. I would go with that, yep, I would agree with that, yep. So uh, I fire some uh, strawberry jam in the middle or on, on top of one of the biscuits, then fire one on top. Yep, so we sandwich. I'm going to get my nice icing, icing, icing powder, I don't know if that's the right terminology. Put a bit of boiling water in it, stir it up, make it a nice consistency, and then lather it on. Lovely! Nah, I don't have, I don't have the kind of wee pipe and things. I was going to try and make a wee NHS logo or something like that for all the positivity and the help they're all doing just now, but... Um, oh, can you do it with raisins or something? What's in your house? <laughs> you sprinkles, sprinkles. How can you do an N in the HS for sprinkles? Well, it's, it's a challenge. Something to keep you going. What would you normally put on it? Would you put a, a jelly tot or a cherry? A, a wee bit of icing and a jelly tot. You don't want to overcomplicate it. They sound fabulous. And can you send us a little picture, Stephen, and we'll put it up on the website? Not a problem. Whenever I finish decorating, I'll get a picture sent to you as soon as. Absolutely amazing. Listen, thank you so much for joining us with your amazing recipe for Stephen O'Donnell's world-famous Empire Biscuits. Who knows? At the end of all of this, Stephen, there might be a multi-million pound cookery book in it for you. <laughs> nice to talk to you, Stephen. Take care of yourself. You too. Bye-bye. Catch up with Kat. We're in this together. Time for my favourite part of the show. It's time for your local heroes. My name is Bella. I'm seven years old. I want to say thank you to my dance teacher, Claire Robertson. Normally we see each other every day at class, but not right now because of lockdown. She's been working super hard to make us online classes. She makes fun challenges for us to do and always answers my messages when I need help. Thank you, Miss Claire. We love you. Hi, I'm Gus Lawson and I'm 11 years old from South Queensferry. Hi, I'm Robbie Lawson and I'm 7 years old from South Queensferry. I think everyone should be doing the Thursday night clapping at 8 o'clock for the NHS. I like playing my drum. Catch up with Cat in association with the Scottish Government. Amazing drumming by wee Robbie Lawson there. He'll definitely be in a rock band sometime soon. So if there's someone that you would like to thank, go to the website, click on the Catch Up With Cat page and just leave your details. There's even a number for you to send your voice messages to and we can get you on air as well. Here's my fun fact of the afternoon. Did you know that the three-toed sloth actually has more neck bones than a giraffe? There you go. Every day is a school day for every single one of us. I'm back at about 9.40ish tonight when mental health coach Iona Barker will be telling us all about the importance of breath. Until then, stay home, stay safe, and here's Flo Rida with Good Feeling. And welcome to Catch Up With Cat with me, Cat Harvey. It's the wee mini show within a show broadcasting from my bedroom cupboard where we try to make you feel a little bit better with some top tips along the way. Joining me for a catch up is Iona Barker, entrepreneur, mental health coach and uplifter, which is still my favourite title of the show so far. Remind us once again, Iona, what is an uplifter? Hi, Cat. So what I do is I'm living my life, having the best time ever, having fun. And if anyone wants to join me in this, they're more than welcome. You are just such a positive wee day of sunshine. I love it. Right, last week you came on and we'd asked for a, a sort of general guide to unwinding. But from now on, you're going to come back and you're going to break it down and give us some specific examples um, on how to do this. So what are we focusing on tonight then? So tonight we're going to focus on our breath. 
our, our breath. breath. It's so important. It's something we don't really think about because we all do it, isn't it? We just breathe. Yeah, it is. Like, it's amazing how many of us take our breath for granted. We breathe in and out all day long without even realising what we're doing. So what are we meant to be doing with our breath in? Like, that can help us relax. Okay, so when we're stressed or anxious, our body's natural response is to actually shorten the breath, which is in preparation for running away from the hazard or risk that we are facing. And this is actually left over from the days when there were many wild animals to be wary of. And although the risks of being chased down the street by a wolf or a bear are pretty small nowadays, our bodies still use this function. <laughs> I don't know, I've had some wild nights out. <laughs> um, so that's that's why we do it. That's why we have these kind of breaths. Yeah, it's left over from when we were uh, like hunter-gatherers in the wild and our fight or flight system <laughs> still responds. And even though the wild animals aren't there, our brain still our body still reacts to the, the perceived threat okay. and anxieties that we might face, you know? Is it true that learning to take deep breaths then can somehow strengthen our immune system? How does that all work? Yeah, absolutely. So by learning to breathe deeply from the lower lung area, we are increasing the oxygen flow to the brain and our blood. And this actually strengthens our immune system and can really help us to become much healthier. So when we're in anxiety, fear, shock or stress, the body shuts down the immune system and it sends all of the energy to the parts of the body that enables us to run faster to get out of that situation with the wolf or on that night out. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, the good old days. Uh, yeah, but a lot of people at the moment, Iona, their emotions are running riot. You know, sometimes they'll have good days Sometimes they'll have great days and occasionally it'll just all become a bit overwhelming and a bit too much for them. So how can learning a breathing technique help everybody right now? Mm. Well, it's really important that we naturally learn to calm ourselves down by breathing slow and steady breaths. And we can regulate our emotions using the breath. And I like to teach people to sit comfortably, breathe in for a count of four, then back out for a count of four. And as you do this for as little as five minutes, focus on the air entering your nostrils and really concentrate on the feeling of the air entering your body through your nose and then notice it leaving the body back out through the nose. And if you want, you can lay your hand gently on your stomach and when you breathe in, extend your belly out. And when you breathe out, let your belly sink down under your hand. Oh, it does that naturally, I wanna. Mm. <laughs> It sinks way below my hands. Um, so, right, so talk me through that again. So, talk me through the four then. So, breathing in for four through the nostrils. Breathe in for four okay, seconds. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Obviously, count a lot slower. And then breathe back out for four seconds. And then you can just imagine the air, visualize the air, feel the air entering your nostrils. And, like, in your nose, you've got little hairs and little, like, kind of sense, sensory areas that can feel the air coming in. So, if you can focus your thoughts and your imagination on that air coming into your nose. That's you focusing on your breath and you're actually diverting energy from the stress and the anxiety of the situation that you're finding yourself in and you can immediately relax yourself and feel better. And there's another technique that I absolutely love to teach people to really calm them down is to place your hand mm -hmm. in the centre of your chest and think of something or someone yep. that you really love. And Kat, I want you to imagine that bar of chocolate and Bradley Cooper, right, as you breathe in. 
<laughs> Imagine that you're. This is meant to be relaxing me, Iona. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, Bradley yeah. Cooper. Bradley the Cooper bar, with a, a, a big bag of Freddy's. Absolutely. Right, okay, right, so yep, I've got them. When you, so imagine that, right, and breathe in that feeling mm-hmm. of oh, love. Oh, I am. Breathe in that feeling of love <laughs> and gratitude for Bradley standing there with his big bar of chocolate. As you breathe in, imagine that you're breathing the feel of love, feeling of love into your body, through your lungs, and breathe <laughs> it back out into the space around you. And this is a really effective way to turn a stressful situation right around into the feeling of love and gratitude which is far better for the body it certainly made me feel good anyway and and that's i guess what... and you can think of anyone well you know I'm, I'm more than happy to stick with bradley cooper and chocolate right now that's absolutely fine with me thanks iona we'll catch up for more chat in a few minutes but first here's ed sheeran with castle on a hill when i was six years old I my leg Ed Sheeran with Castle on a Hill. I'm joined tonight by mental health coach Iona Barker. What is the technique that you talk about sometimes about counting the number of breaths that we take in a minute? What's that all about? Okay, so how many breaths do you think we take a minute? What's the average? Take a guess. Um, well, I know because I tested mine earlier, but um, I'm guessing it's... Yes, yes. What number did you I, I've... Well, it was a way lower. So first of all, what is the normal? So it's about 20. So up to 20 breaths per minute. And that's counting in and out, the in and out breath as one. Well, I know that you've talked about this before. So I actually have done some research on you. And um, I I decided to do that. I timed my breaths in a minute. Amazing. And uh, I only only took 12. Really? Well, that may be. That's maybe because Uh you're, you're, you're a singer, though. So you have perhaps increased your lung capacity and... You t- probably take large, but you're used to talking on the radio, so you're probably used to taking in larger breaths into your lungs. And yeah, like so, if we can, if we can reduce, so that's amazing. The fact that you've got 12, that's a really good place to start because your lung capacity will be larger anyway, and you'll be able to take in larger amounts of oxygen. So if you can reduce that number again to like maybe about 10, then you are going to bring in more vital oxygen into your body, and it's going to just totally help your your mood and your, just everything about your well-being. But, but 20 is the average then, so if people yes. are doing it for a wee bit of fun tonight, just timing themselves, how many breaths do they take in a minute? 20 is about average, and what you're looking to do is just bring that down a little bit by doing your, your deep breathing. I mean, I did do this first thing in the morning, Iona. Um, it was before I turned my computer on. I hadn't checked any emails. So you know that way I was quite relaxed. I was pretty chilled, so maybe that helped as well. Absolutely. When you're asleep, you breathe deeper anyway. So when you wake up, you're more likely to have you know, longer breaths. And then as you go about your day and you check your emails and you're dealing with things, then you know stuff might happen which will increase your breath and make you a wee bit more kind of like shortened. So if you can just, throughout the day, keep an eye, bring your focus back to your breath. and Because it, it's amazing how we just absolutely take it for granted. And the breath is, the, our, is our, it's our energy source. It's, like it's our vital source that keeps us alive. So if we can bring our focus back to it and really acknowledge it and practice bringing our focus back to it, then we're diverting energy from our brain and from the parts of our body where, you know, it really it needs it, like our heart and our internal organs and things like that 
Absolutely amazing, Iona. So breath is much more than just a minty, fresh mouthwash. It does so much more for us. Iona Barker, mental health coach and uplifter, thank you so much for coming back for a wee catch-up. Now, you are coming back to join us on Wednesday afternoon to tell us how creativity is great for our mental health. Do we need anything? Pens, paint, scissors or just an imagination? You can have bring any of those things. Get crafty with me. Get, <laughs> bring, a, bring a sketchbook and some pens and pencils and have a wee colouring in session. Thank you so much, Iona. You're an absolute star. And don't forget, there are lots of brilliant tips on how to unwind on the website clearyourhead.scot as well. Catch up with Kat. We're in this together. Okay, time for the part of the show where we celebrate you. Here are tonight's local heroes. This is a message for Joyce McIntosh from Kincorth in Aberdeen. She's a carer at a residential home, has to take two buses to get there and... It's taking her even longer to get to her place of, of work at the moment. And uh, I just want to say that we all think you're a hero, Joyce. I think that delivery drivers are awesome because they have to work through this tough time and risk getting catching it. But also, whenever a cool parcel comes, it always puts a really big smile on my face. Catch up with Cat in association with the Scottish Government. That's it for now. Don't forget the website clearyourhead.scot has lots of top tips on switching off and getting some better sleep. Here's my wee fun fact before I go. Eating before bed increases your metabolism, signalling to your brain to be more active and in turn making it much more likely that you're going to have nightmares. So put down the pizza and drink a herbal tea instead. Doesn't sound like much fun, does it? No, I agree with that. I'm back tomorrow morning at 9.40am to find out how our volunteer Craig the Engineer is getting on with his NHS Couch to 5k challenge. He was not looking forward to this, so I cannot wait to hear how he's getting on. Until then, stay home, stay safe, and here's Joel Corey with Lonely. You were the one who said it's over.